Okay, hello, welcome to episode 249 of Sack King's Therapy. This is a monumental uh, episode for Sack King's Therapy, although it is not the first, I guess. It is the end of year uh, episode for the Sack King's Therapy. It is the last episode of 2022. The next time you hear us, it will be in the new year in 2023. So, I uh, hope everyone had a good year. Uh, I had a pretty good year. Uh, Sack King's Therapy's had a very good year. Did you have a very good year, Fong? Uh, I'd say so. I can't wait for the next year, though. Yep. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I'm always going to break those, so <laughs> I'm not going to say it until I think of something in the next year. In the next year. You got two days. You got you got the entire... You, you know what? You got the rest of the year to think about it. How about that? Pretty much. Okay. All right, well, a game just happened. Uh, the Kings beat the Jazz 126-125 to on a Kevin Herter game-winning three. Um, Lowry Markkinen uh, misses the shot on the next play, and uh, there, there was a little bit of out-of-bounds shenanigans, but uh, the Kings win uh, against the Jazz on their home floor to close out the year properly. Um, re- refresh my memory. Did Chemezi Metsu's game winner happen before the new year last year? Or, or yeah, it's a close last year. Oh, geez. Against Dallas? Yeah, against Dallas. Oh, man. I I want to say it was a December game. Let, let uh. me just see real quick. Metsu game winner. It was the only one he's hit. It was on... God damn it! Come on, show me the day. It doesn't. Sh- it doesn't show me December 29th. So I think to some because they had a back to back. So I don't think it was in the new year. So the Kings did not end their year. Uh, did did not end their 2021 on a high note because they blew the next game against uh, Dallas. But this year they ended properly. They beat the Jazz on their home floor, sending the Kings fans home very very happy to see the beam. And uh, yeah, let's talk about the game, uh, shall we? Um, so I missed the first half. So just give me give me like the 30-second uh, skinny on the first half. So pretty much first half, I mean, it was mostly back and forth. Like they had runs, we had runs. It was pretty much a close game up until pretty much the fourth quarter. Um, Utah never led, by the way, which is pretty weird to say so they never led until the fourth quarter yeah and they only led by three and we kind of cut that down pretty easily uh in some sorts but um pretty much you know we played very good offense uh good passing we had the Sabonis connection with Herder early on but sadly Herder had some foul trouble uh, coming into the first half so he sat out for quite some time um other than that, like Mitchell, my goodness, Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. He was locking down Sexton like no one else. He wanted that chain today. Yeah, like I, I'm still struggling to come up with a name of what of like what he's doing. The Mitchell protocol, lockdown, lockdown protocols, whatever it is. He uh, you you missed you missed the game, but he locked up Bones Highland last game. I could not just get over just how just just suffocating he was on Bones Highland last game. And he continued with this game. Like, I, I watched Colin Sexton try to get by him. He couldn't do it. Like, because Colin isn't, just isn't crafty enough just yet. Mike Conley happened to get him on one play in the second half. But, like, other than that, like, yeah, Mitchell just, 
he he activated lockdown protocols and those guys weren't going anywhere oh yeah other than that you know kings were pushing the tempo um one thing i didn't like about the second quarter was when wiles was out he shot a little too many freeze for my liking uh but other than that uh though how would i say this what kind of sparked the utah jazz coming back from a deficit in the second quarter was when they started playing bigger they had laurie marketing out there they had mark what's his name mark not mark walker Walker. why i say mark mark kessler Yeah, that, that doesn't sound right. Walker Kessler is a cool name, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> never mind that. I might I might have dot uh, wrote tried to write, write marketing, but uh yeah, analytic. It, I mean, they were playing big and they were playing with tempo as well, and with guys out there being big and shooting over us. I mean, it it uh, sparked you know a Mike Brown timeout pretty easily. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. Like just uh, just jumping to the second half, like the the Kings for the most part, I thought played really well, um overall. But like we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about him more um, in a bit. But like Lowry just was unstoppable, and like every time the Kings kind of went on a bit of a run, the the Jazz would answer back because I really liked Jazz. They're they're not stacked to the brim with you know top tier talent by any means, but they they play hard, they execute. And that's usually a really bad thing against the Kings, you know, just teams that just play hard and just follow, just stick to the game plan. But Hey, the Kings actually like they executed very well to kind of, you know, like anytime they took a punch, they punch right back. And Mm -hmm. that's one thing that's really different about this Kings. Like they have a settler in Sabonis and like, he will get guys organized. He will get on guys that, Hey, you're, this is some bullshit that you're doing. You got you got to get on track. Like he was on Keegan Murray for a bit. Like Keegan has been weirdly out of sync lately, and like in terms of like cutting to the rim. And you know, like Sabonis is not ready to. Well, he he's not like shy about like letting him know. And you know, Keegan seems like he's taking it well. Hmm. Oh yeah. Well, other than that, in the first half, um, we did get three three point fouls against uh which we call it you not against but you know given to utah uh two from two for clarkson and one for Lori marketing which you know they they shot a lot of free throws and i didn't uh know they shot that many until you mentioned it earlier uh before this episode yeah i was looking at the field goal percentages and i noticed that the Kings shot 56 50 basically 55.6 percent from the field and 40 percent from three and then I look at the Jazz. They made they made less field goals and less threes, and this was a one point game somehow. So then I looked at the free throws, and that's how I realized, oh yeah, Kings only had nineteen, and the and and uh, the Jazz had thirty attempts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that was nine free free throws uh, to given to the Jazz, and luckily Jordan Carson only missed one. So I mean that's eight points given to them. But I mean still, it it was kind of like. Oh, go on. Oh no, I was about to say he he might have won a mit he, he you know he might beat himself over the head because you know they lost this by one point. Just, <laughs> just saying. Yeah, yeah, just maybe. Okay. Um. Well, anyways, I was back for the second half, and you know I thought again I thought the Kings played well. They moved the ball. They 
they were okay on defense uh, for the most part. But like at, the thing with defense, like let, let's be let's be honest, Kings aren't great at it. They don't have like the you know they, their stoppers don't play that much. Like Mitchell and KZ are arguably their best defenders, and they just don't play as much. So you know you just you just take whatever you can from their defense, and. The you know honestly like this I don't know if this is actually a saying but sometimes the best defense is making the other team take the ball out of the net. I, I'm pretty sure someone has said that before, but that's that's just a mantra that I live by. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were executing well, they were scoring you know well enough. They ran their stuff, and for some reason the Jazz just fell asleep on certain plays. Like I felt like there were two just layups in in, cr- in the fourth quarter where yeah. <laughs> the Jazz just fell asleep for some reason and. You know, they, the, the Kings did not struggle to score. That's for sure. And that kept the game flowing very well. Other than a few weird calls, I, I just thought this was just a fun game against a very well-coached team, a, a, a team that plays hard. And the Kings did not falter to that. Like, they, they usually would actually falter against these kinds of try-hard teams. Oh, yeah. And it all comes down to the fourth. And I'm just glad that we played as hard as we could in the fourth as well, because especially that last minute. <laughs> yeah, like so a little bit just of a quick recap. I think the Kings went up six, I believe. They they went either went up eight or six, but the, the Jazz go on an 11-2 run to take a lead. And the Kings were able to, you know, they were able to kind of stay in it. And then on the final possession or uh, the final Kings scoring possession, um, Fox misses two, basically two floaters. The first one was a pull-up and then he misses a floater. They get two, the Kings get two offensive rebounds and they pass it to Kevin Herter for the game winner. And on the, on the other side, you know, basically the first time all night, the, the Kings were able to, the Kings were able to get a stop on Lowry Market and Harrison Barnes like contested contested like both shots very well or the first shot so the first possession or the first play uh De'Aaron Fox helped and actually got the strip that all just about went off Lowry but you know Harrison happens to kick it out of bounds and then on the second play Sabonis helps out a little bit and forces an air ball so they while it, they just could not stop Lowry all game they got the stops they needed to be able to win the game and hey that's all you can ask for sometimes mm-hmm. oh yeah okay well my so th- look great win for the kings like again usually they struggle really hard against these kinds of again try hard teams that just execute you to death but you know they showed a lot of grit and determination and like this re- this really good win like a really fun game to watch and just a, a really fun, especially if you're a Kings fan, because they won this game. Like, you know, that's how that's how you close out a game. That's how you just that's how you bring it, basically. And you know, I think like that. Hopefully, they keep carrying this momentum because their next game is going to be, I believe, Memphis and during the new year, like the first day. Yeah. Of next year, January first. Yeah, January first. So they're going to need to bring it. But again, it just shows like th- this team has has a determination and grit. This bonus has a broken hand, basically a broken thumb, but he's playing through it. And it seems to have inspired his teammates to play even better. And, you know, you can't discount like just the presence of Sabonis. Like he again, he is the organizer for this team. As good as De'Aaron is, he can he can lack in that department a little bit sometimes. And you just have, you know, the organizer, the leader on the floor that that is Sabonis. And. Again, it, he really brings a, a certain level of grit and toughness to this team that you just didn't see before. And 
you know, this this great win makes up for those two bad losses <laughs> against the Hornets and the Wizards earlier in the week. Look, they they just they almost went they almost went one and five on the on this on this homestand. Like two, the game they won against the Nuggets, one point game. This game, a one point game. But hey, they they got they did what they needed to do, and they end up going three on three on this homestand. Mm-hmm. Good good job, Kings. Okay, I was hoping you would say something yeah. in between. Let, let, let's let's get to the yeah. players. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. I thought he was great. I like, you know, I, I could complain a little bit about, about like I guess he didn't score as much as I thought he was, but hey, man was diamond guys, 10 assists this game. Oh yeah, for sure. I felt like he wasn't driving enough to the rim uh and drawing, you know, fouls uh, for himself because I mean, for some reason <sighs> I think it was only a few shots, but he seemed like shooting from the baseline uh, just a few times. But it's like something that you never thought of seeing Fox do uh, because we always seen him shoot pretty much, you know, in his usual spots. Yeah, like he uh, look, he did shoot five threes, only made one. Five is OK, I guess. Yeah. Um but, you know, but he is like when he gets to the mid range, I'm OK with just about any shot he takes because he he kind of is the mid range king right now. Kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I don't know. the I don't know the numbers, but like when he gets to the mid range, he's got a bag and he can create separation. He can create a, a makeable shot. And that's kind of my that's kind of the thing I, I'm really loving about Fox now. He's really flourishing in this role as the go to score in the clutch. Sabonis will kind of Sabonis more or less doesn't create his own shot for the most for the most part in the clutch, and that is that is the role that is designated for De'Aaron. Like you know, if the game is close, the Kings have a have a go to score that can get you a shot. Mm-hmm. And De'Aaron is flourishing in that role right now, and the Kings can rely on him. Like if it's if it's a close game, they they have a legitimate weapon. Yeah, for sure. I, I, in my opinion, I think he's uh, on the top of the clutch uh, scoring list so far. But as of right now, I, I don't know. Is he? You think he's number one at the moment? He. I remember he was like number one field goal wise. There are guys with more field goal attempts. I think like Kyrie, I think has the most field goal attempts, but like his percentage is, isn't as uh, high as uh, isn't as high as De'Aaron. So mm. you know, he's he's one. He's definitely one of the best. It's the subjective thing, but hey. The Kings have a legitimate weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herder, you know, he he had six threes this game and the game-winning three. The only issue, the only thing holding him back this game was foul trouble. He only played 30 minutes uh, this game. Oh, but yeah. I thought he was really good. I, you know, he he made some defensive plays. He, you know, he made, he, he, like, he attacks the rim, but the way he attacks the rim, he pulls up from, he pulls up from mid-range a lot. And I thought, I think he has really good touch from there. And, you know, like thinking basketball said, like Ben Taylor said, probably should explore that a little bit more. But he kind of had a throwback game. Like this is kind of like an early season Kevin Herter game. Oh yeah, he definitely has that great touch, especially in the mid range too. Like I saw some shots that Fox would usually take, and I mean he Kevin Herter would uh, hit them as well. Uh, and you know, he scored fit, yeah, fifteen of his points just in the fourth as well. Yeah, like again, the game-winning three. Just you know, like he's just a smart player, and I guess the I there I don't have any complaints for him for this game. But this, oh, no. you know, he's a make or miss kind of player. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. But this game, like he he basically hit everything. He only mm-hmm. missed six shots in this game. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Um, next guy. So bonus. This man has a, has a has a hand injury. Did you notice it? <laughs> I I don't <laughs> notice it honestly. Like I thought the only time I noticed it in the Nuggets game was when they, they there was a pocket pass from somebody and and went it just went off his right hand. But like other than that, be twelve of twelve from the field, twenty eight points, eleven rebounds, eight as or eight assists, seven turnovers is a bit rough, but the man has a broken hand. Yeah, I would say those seven turnovers might have attributed to his hand broken, but I mean they were kind of you know bad turnovers that you can't really uh, what you might call it control for himself. So I mean I give the benefit of doubt from there. And as far as I know, like the turnovers he had, he was trying to make a play. And like, oh, yeah. sure, there were like one or two where like he just got stripped and just wasn't paying a hard enough attention. But like, I, he he's he is the hub of the offense. And honestly, it's actually kind of a miracle he doesn't get more turnovers a lot of the time because he has the ball so much. And you know, honestly, pretty dangerous positions for the most part. And yeah, like so, yeah. Again, nope. Twelve of twelve from the field. Two of two from the from uh from the from three. And didn't miss one free throw, but whatever. 28 points yeah pretty much a perfect game for him yeah pretty much one of the closest things to a perfect game he and you know he got mvp chance in the in the fourth mm-hmm. i think he i think he 1000 percent deserves it like fox get fox got mvp chance in, in a few games but the sabonis is the best player on this team like he is the guy that always shows up you know as good as De'Aaron has been lately he's he hasn't been 100 consistent a lot of the time you know and Sabonis is the guy that no matter what, broke even with a broken hand, is coming out here and producing. Oh, yeah. Without him, man. I mean, it would have been just like the first Nuggets game, which it was a fine game. Yeah, but it like, was fine. The, but like in terms of team wise, like that game, I believe the Kings had 19 assists. Yeah. And in the two games since he's been back, if I remember right, they had over 30 in the Nuggets game. But in this game, 32 assists. Mm. oh all right but yeah he definitely unlocks a, sp- a certain offense in the kings like you said uh that you know we wouldn't have gone in the first denver game or without him really in this team again he he settled he kind of settles the game down in the four too like he doesn't score as much but he there's de- def- there's definitely a calming influence that he has like i'll talk about an, another guy like on the jazz that i think does that but he is a calming influence like mm-hmm. in in the fourth and you know we saw like what happened like in the nuggets game that trey lyles was that guy and that, that as good as he's been he's not that guy <laughs> he's not sabonis and you know honestly not there's not many sabonises the only other one i could think of Jokic, yeah. who's arguably one of the greatest players of all time so you know, it, it, you know, like you, you cannot replace the bonus. Like, and again, he's gutting out this broken hand mm-hmm. and you don't even notice it. Like this, this man, he's built different. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll talk a, very quickly about Barnes because he didn't have a great stat night. And again, I missed the first half and I honestly didn't notice much of anything from him on, on the offensive end in the second half, but I think he did just well enough on defense. Like, he was overmatched on defense. Let's be honest. Like Lowry marketed is seven feet tall and you know, they, they didn't have a guy tall enough to really guard him anyways, but also like the guys that are actually t- like quick enough to stay with him. They're too small. And, but Barnes kind of just did what he could. Yeah. I mean, in terms of offense, I don't know. He's been kind of on and off 
really throughout the you know this season um especially in the free point area because last season he nearly 40 percent yeah 39 percent or something yeah i mean but like you said the defensive side i you can't really argue about that but i just wish we saw a little more from him in the offensive side yeah, he's he's definitely been really hit or miss on the offensive end. And yeah, his three-pointer, 39.4% last year, 30.2 this year. It's just not there for whatever reason. I think at some point he will start to like bounce back and he's probably he might be due like a you know a six three, six threes game, honestly. Hmm. And you know, but he he you know, he's he's really hit or miss sometimes. And against like longer wings, like just I guess a guy like Lowry, it's tough for him to score over them. He's a power player and can't really power through a guy like like Lowry, I guess. So it, it is what it is sometimes. But I I thought he did just well enough on defense, and you yeah. know, great contest on the last play. And he I thought he'd been doing that for a lot of the game. It's just you know Lowry just shot over him, but on that last play, forced him just far enough away to force the air ball. Yeah, I mean, if he's always you know gonna be in the what you call it final mids of the, I guess games <laughs> that we've had playing. I mean, I. I wouldn't mind at all because his defense really carries him throughout all these games. Okay. Um, Murray, kind of the same thing with Barnes. Didn't really notice that much from him on offense. There was a moment where I think Sabonis got really mad at him. Again, just kind of a, their connection isn't as smooth as it was like for the past few games. I think they'll get back on track, but you know, like I, but I, this was kind of just weird to me. I thought he did actually pretty good. He got a, Jordan Clarkson a lot in crunch time and the and also like for stretches in the second half like he was the guy I thought they would put Davion on because Davion has a history of actually shutting down uh Clarkson last year and I and to see Keegan on him and like you know Jordan Clarkson not destroy that matchup like that's really good yeah in my opinion I feel like he should get more attempts uh especially in the three-point area in terms of like you know, mid-range and going to the rim. I mean, he's still kind of learning in that sense because he kind of gets blocked a lot when, uh, you know, there's guys nearby and can't really finish well like uh, the rest of the guys. Yeah, I mean, that this is why I, like, advocated to keep Barnes. He's got to learn the Barnes two-step, and, you know, that, that'll take some time. But, like, he's, again, he's not a guy that, like, can get to the rim off the dribble, which was my concern with him, like, when we draft him. is like, this is not a guy that can create. It's, but, like, he's a great plug-and-play player. And, you know, to be to have to learn that, like, on the fly, that is really, really hard. Like, it's not talking of how hard it is to do what he does. Like, just essentially exist out there and, like, nothing is ever truly run for you. And you just had to exist as a piece on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's 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 doing well, but he is a rookie. He's learning the game. And the hope is, like, he can turn into a Chris Middleton type where, again, I, I call Chris Middleton no separation, no elevation, but he still hits in your face. <laughs> so I, I can see I can maybe see that um, in the future for uh, Keegan. And if he turns into that, ooh, that's oh, really yeah. good. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, yeah. And we already see how good his defense is in a lot of plays as well. Yeah, he still just has to learn like certain things. Mm -hmm. But like, again, he guarded Jordan Clarkson pretty well. Like, again, Clarkson did not destroy him. And Clarkson destroys guys on the offensive end. So, you know, like, good good job on Keegan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, Trey Lyles. Now, 
like he ever since he's been back he's been rejuvenated in my opinion like mike brown and jordy fernandez he, they're giving him more minutes they're they're basically playing him as the four or, or the back of five however you want to slice it mm-hmm. and he just does little things like like you look at a stat eight rebounds second second leading rebounder on the team um two offensive rebounds and he got a really really nice assist uh to sabonis and you know he he had five points like that that's just a cherry on top it would like to see him take less threes honestly especially yeah. the trail kinds but like he's out there just being tough getting rebounds he's he's doing his job oh yeah definitely cherishes his minutes as much as he could and like he said yeah those those threes that he makes he could have made a different play out instead of uh, him shooting it's not like i don't trust him it's like no, I don't, trust him. No, I don't trust him. You don't trust him? Not really. I mean, one for four. I mean, he's got a lot of stat lines of like one for four or like two for six. Like he 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 has been told to, you know, take that shot. And I get it, you know, like take you gotta take threes in the new NBA, but hey, how about uh try and drive into the rim first? Like you don't gotta jack it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give a give, give a few pump fakes like you did in uh previous games. Yeah, like he's bound to hit one. It's just Again, four attempts. I don't love that. Oh no, yeah. But again, he just just does things out there. He he knows how to play basketball. He has really good feel out mm-hmm. there. Um, one one kind of like redemption story for the Kings as of late. Like ever since the ever since basically when Sabonis went down for one game, they put him back into the lineup. For Sean Holmes, he's fine. He's finding some rhythm. He's got some rhythm on offense. Like you know the you know the long-awaited Malik Monk Rashad Holmes connection they had in last game too, like they're finally starting to click a little bit, and also he was really he was an impactful defender out there. He was an impactful rim protector in his minutes. Oh yeah, he was like walk not not walking up, but he was keeping up with guys as uh, like especially the quicker guys, and you know I I wish we saw him more to be honest, but. Yeah, I don't know why we only played eleven minutes for him. Well, the thing is, he can't play with a bonus. Like, mm, I mean, yeah. if you if you add up, you know, if you want to do some extra math, like 37, 11, 48, there's only forty eight minutes on the court. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you know, like the, I would like to just see that, like, see how that works out. I know Rashawn can't shoot, and you know, you might lose a game if you do that, but I do want to see it, like, just. Like spacing, does it really kill the spacing if you're running good offense? I, I don't know. Like either way, the point the point is that Rashad was impactful in his minutes. Like he, like again, he was a legit rim protector out there. There were multiple shots where he he contested in the paint that one thousand percent would have went in had he not contested. Mm-hmm. So like he's finding his niche, and like in the Nuggets game as well, he was good. He made defensive plays out there and kind of changed the energy of the game, like along with the other guys. And yeah, he might be finally getting the opportunity to kind of find his rhythm, and it looks like he has now. Yeah, let's hope we see more minutes from him. Yeah, uh, Davion, we we talked about it. Lockdown protocol on Colin Sexton, on Jordan Clarkson, anoint the shit out of those two guys, and he. Like if the Kings ever become just you know this is this is just hoping like a championship level team he is the secret weapon that's gonna win them games. Mm, I can see that. 
because he like the minutes he's going to be out there he is going to be hounding the ever-loving shit out of whoever is out there and if the king's gonna ever get like a true rim protector behind him look out mm-hmm. that is that is gonna be like a top five level defense and like that is gonna just gonna be a suffocating defense Oh, yeah. And especially with him on transition, he had some really big transition plays in the first half. Like, man, some of his finishing, I would say is one of the uh, best in the team uh, behind Fox. He's a tricky finisher. Yeah. Like, he, he, the only issue is he is short. Like, you just mm-hmm. can't, you can't do anything about that. But, like, if you can get, if you can get him a runway, he knows how to use his body. And, you know, he's, and he's like, you know, lightning quick. Like he's a he's a dense fella. Oh yeah, and he and, definitely. Oh, go on. Go no, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, he definitely finds guys, especially with uh, those three assists. I remember there was a play, uh, I believe in the first or second quarter. I forgot, but they were in transition. Just throws a beautiful lob to Malik for the dunk. Yeah, he is. He is gonna. He's lording on the job, and like it, it's been tough for him because, like, he you know he gets very he gets pretty limited minutes, honestly, like twenty three minutes. But they're in very they're in very specific segments of the game, and you know he may he's really finding his niche. He's making use of his minutes out there. He is out there to lock somebody up, annoy the shit out of them, and whatever you get from him on offense, it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. Like again, you you said like what three assists and you know six points. But like the defense is what changes games. Yeah, and did we mention he got the DPOG? We 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 did not. So yes, he won the defensive player of the game again. Uh, unfortunately, yesterday I recorded a little too early, and it was announced while I was recording. But we're recording a little bit later tonight, just so we can know who the DPOG is, and he very much deserves it. Again, he activated lockdown protocol on those mm-hmm. on those guards. Okay, uh, Malik Monk wasn't so much the nuclear option, did not go off for 33 points, but he was impactful. Attack, he attacked the rim and also dished out five assists. Yeah, I mean, what's there to complain besides, you know, having just an off night, to be honest? Yeah, having an off night, but he's still impactful. That's the important part. Like, if he's mm. not shooting well, he's dishing. And, you know, like, he had some really nice passes to, like, some bonus. I think we had one with Super Sean. And for some reason, I keep remembering one. I don't know if it was this game or not. But, yeah, he, like, yeah, like, lately, he, he had been having those kinds of games where he shoots well and doesn't really, like, you know, set guys up. But, like, he's he he's finding his rhythm again. And it's a great time to be because you kind of needed it against the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. That's it for the Kings. I basically covered everyone who played. So, <laughs> um, Okay. Let's talk about the Jazz really quickly. Lowry marketing. he's seven feet tall, and you just can't teach that. He's too quick for really the bigs and too tall for wings. Bit of a cheat code out there for, for the Jazz. 36 points, 16 for 24 from the field. Only made one three, but had 36 points. Just think about that. Yeah, I, I, I really thought he hit more threes, to be honest. But, I mean, one of them was a, a three-point foul, but... It is what it is, I guess, for him. Zero assist, though. Yeah, he, he was not mm-hmm. worried about that. He, oh, he was no. out there to get buckets. Oh, yeah. And who could blame him? He, he couldn't really be stopping for much of the game. Again, Harrison Barnes did as well as he could, but he, he's too small. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he would have definitely hit that, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> last shot if uh, he could. Yeah, again, like Harrison forced them just far enough out and like with some help from Sabonis to pressure that air ball. And, you know, he was really beating himself up after that. But, hey, 
you, you, you did what you needed to do. The other guys needed to step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarkson was just kind of a problem throughout the game. Like, scored 25 points on 12 shots. That's really, really good. And at 9 for 10 from the free throw line. Probably wish he made 10 for 10. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's, he's just a problem. But the Kings just did well enough to kind of, like, you know, just kind of cool him down in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was actually expecting like a three point flurry from uh, Jordan Carson this game, but yeah, surprisingly only shot two. Uh, yeah, well, he he is he is definitely a furry. I did not know that oh, before. Did, did I say furry? I thought I said furry. I, I heard I heard furry. I don't oh, know. No, oh, geez. Okay then. <laughs> furry Clark. Uh, yeah, the Kings made him work for his buckets. Like he got buckets in the in the second half, but like you know, it was like two, Euro two steps like over Kevin Herter, but like over Davion. It, like he he scored well but you know they definitely made him earn those those uh buckets oh yeah lots of folders too uh this is just the piss off wolves fans honestly walker kessler is somebody <laughs> yeah great backup not gonna lie like he he did his job as a big for sure plus 17 in a game the jazz lose by one that's impressive mm-hmm. oh yeah um yeah i guess yeah i have a note here the wolves could use them <laughs> just saying that other guy yeah five five traffics just 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 remember good job wolves okay uh last last thing about the last player about the jazz i want to talk about mike conley he he's really good and not that it sucks for him to be on the jazz because the jazz are a good team and a lot of it is because of him but a contender could really use the jazz or use the jazz use mike conley he, he's the grown-up like that he like if, if there's a team that needs someone to just set up the offense like an adult in the room. He's the guy. And uh, I'm interested to see if he's going to be on this team past a trade deadline because I'm pretty sure like Danny Ainge is kind of annoyed with his team keep winning games. So maybe at some point they just pull the plug. Although they've won too many games to really be in the be in the uh, Victor Wembanyama uh, sweepstakes. Well, I mean, you never know. They have that slim chance still, but honestly, yeah. like I always say, like you don't need to be in the top three. Like, sure, you want fourteen percent, but like, is fourteen percent that much better than say ten percent? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 12%? always that. <laughs> I mean, like you said, and I'm pretty sure, like the last couple episodes, it'd be pretty funny if uh, Utah got uh, the number one pick. Yeah, from, from from the wolves. Yeah, from the wolves. That'd be <laughs> that'd be a story for sure. They traded away one French guy for the greatest French player to ever walk the earth. So plus more, <laughs> plus plus Walker Kessler. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that is all I have for the game. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I guess basketball related before we move on to maybe other topics. Uh, basketball related. Uh, not really, to be honest. Um, Warriors uh won against uh the Blazers, yeah. so they're 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 coming back. You know, mm-hmm. bold prediction by me is to say the Warriors might we're gonna find we're gonna find their way back, but they have uh kind of found their way. Although it's all at home, we'll see what happens when they go on the road. But you know, uh, Warriors apparently won tonight. That that's kind of cool, I guess. They they keep playing like at the same time as us, which is really weird. I mean, not not weird, but like, it's just why does the NBA do this? Yeah. I don't know, West Coast thing for sure, but 
I mean, as of right now, let's see. Have, us start, have one of us start at 630 or something. Like the fact that they like they, we basically ended at the exact same time, like for, you know, for poor, for poor worldwide WAP. Jesus, that was hard to say. Worldwide WAP. Like he has to watch all these games at the same time and keep track of everything. I, I don't get how he does it. And he still tweets about it during the game. <laughs> what? Each of these games, too, which is even crazier. Yeah, so you know, I don't know why they do this, but you know, like the Kings, are they what? What seed are they now? Like, are they Quarter firmly? Are, are we firmly in the fifth? Well, not really. Yeah, yeah. we're the same as Dallas right now. Although half a game away from fourth, and you know, two away from third, and you know, we're three and a half away from first. So yeah, it's. It, it's a still a very tight uh, Western Conference. I mean, Warriors are knife, and I can't. I mean, I could see them like jumping up to six very easily. Yeah, it's so jumbled. So, like I just said, like three and a half away from first. The Kings are also four away from out of the play-in. Yeah, two from the ten seed. I say that to say I'm checking the Kings' schedule right now. Let me just. Sorry. Checking the Kings' schedule. Next, so next game, they are going to face the Grizzlies. They're mm-hmm. the number three seed. They're really good. And then Jazz. And then they come home for Atlanta. That's three really tough games. Mm. Yeah, well, hopefully we play as hard as we did, uh, you know, in the past two games. And, you know, hopefully come out with a win. Because one-point games, they're, <laughs> they were kind of heart attacks for sure. Yeah. And, you know, like, one thing I've learned about the Kings, they win the games you don't expect them to. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's be honest. Like, the games we, quote-unquote, they should win, those are the most dangerous games. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully they just take care of business against Memphis. Like, honestly, I want to shut Memphis up. They talk way too fucking much <laughs> for my liking. Like, Ja is better than De'Aaron. It's cool. We, I don't need you. I don't need people to remind me that. I can, I can concede that. But, like, damn, they talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Now, Desmond Bain is back, too. So, like, you know, they're basically back at full strength. Let's see if the Kings can beat the full strength Grizzlies. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Anyways, Happy New Year, everyone. Be safe out there. Um, hopefully, you know, you have yet yeah, to celebrate with family or do whatever you do. Hopefully, you didn't get your flight canceled <laughs> and you're able to get home or you're able to go somewhere. But yeah, everyone just be safe out there. Have a happy new year. And the next time you hear from us, we'll be in 2023. Yeah, happy new years. And we'll see you guys later.